Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much, everybody that is joining us on the podcast and sharing the podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. We easily have the best listeners of any podcast on the planet. And we mean it. Um, I think that's been scientifically proven. It's been proven. Yep. It has to be. Speaking of something scientifically proven uh, that has something to do with Big Ten fans, there sure was a lot of them down in Sanibel Island last weekend. So did you ever check off Purdue and Rutgers? <laughs> so for those that don't follow up me on Twitter or, or Big Kurt and I on Twitter and have no idea what we're talking about, um, so the wife and I went to Florida, uh, flew into St. Myers, and then you go right to Sanibel Island. Fort Myers. Fort Myers, what did yeah. I say? St. Myers. Okay, Fort Myers. There's my probably bad. a St. Myers There probably is a St. Myers somewhere. Um, yeah, so easy, whatever, $40 Uber ride into Sanibel Island. Um, so, so how far is the island from the mainland? Uh, it's one big bridge trip. I, it's probably about a mile-and-a-half long bridge. Okay. Uh, that would be my guess. All right. Yeah. Um, the uh, first thing I see right when we get on the beach, so we basically threw the bags into the uh, resort room, walked out to the beach. I see an Iowa fan sitting right on the beach. Wow. Tiger, Tiger Hawk. First thing I saw. So that was that was the first check. Was that Iowa. was the first check. Okay. And then very quickly after that, it was uh, Illinois. Nice. Nebraska. Okay. And Wisconsin. It was a Big Ten West flare. Oh, cool. Right, right from the yeah. get-go. That was all within the first couple hours so of being on that. So this island. is where you said, okay, now I'm going to start paying attention and well, yeah. see if we can check off all 14 teams. Well, yeah, Mrs. Greek and I are sitting there having a cocktail, of course. I'd just like to give a shout-out to my wife. When she is on vacation, she is just – she's a joy to be with. Now, every other day of the week, <laughs> she resembles the Wisconsin mascot, but – down on a vacation, a little feisty setting. sometimes. She's she's amazing. The joke we had was, "Look, we get along great. We just need to remove our jobs, the kids, <laughs> kids, the house, more family, get rid of them, and, we do, and we're and we awesome. do great." Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we we're sitting at dinner that first Thursday night, having some cocktails, and I'm like, "That's already four Big Ten teams, you know, fans that we've seen." And I'm sure she was riveted by this conversation. No, she was she was on board. So okay. I said, "You know, I'm going to play." I'm going to play bingo. I'm going to play blackout bingo. You know, I'm going to see if I can get how many of the 14 teams. Everyone's favorite bingo game, the blackout. Blackout, game. blackout. Yeah, Got to do blackout. Um, when I said that, in my mind, I was thinking I would get three or four more teams. Right. I didn't think I would get all the way to 12 out of 14 teams. And it really wasn't that hard. Uh, but, yeah. Can't believe you checked off Maryland. Maryland was the mailbox. That was it. You saw a mailbox, and I counted that. Okay, so if yeah. I saw if I saw a bumper no, that, sticker, that counts. Sure, so, and the the person lives on the island with the Maryland, so that really that I think definitely count. counts. Yeah, uh, there was uh, two Indiana fans sitting at the. It, it wasn't a swim up bar at our resort, but it's pretty close to that. It was right okay. on watching the IU uh, game. Well, they were they didn't have any Indiana uh, clothes on. But they were cheering so hard for Michigan that I assumed oh, okay. they were Michigan fans. And I, you know, broached the topic. Michigan fans? No, man. We're not Michigan fans. We're like, oh, you're cheering pretty hard for Michigan. They're like, yeah, well, they're playing Purdue. So, Oh, they're playing <laughs> Purdue. Okay. Wow. There's a lot so of hate there that oh, people my, don't realize. And we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. It spills over to football. 
uh, I would say like there's there's a lot of vitriol between Iowa and Iowa State fans right now. I'm still not sure if we're quite up to Indiana Purdue. Levels. I don't think so. They like I almost said, okay, boys, let's move, let's switch the topic at one point because they just went off on Purdue. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And then speaking of the only two teams that I didn't check off were Purdue and Rutgers. And I don't know if you want to count this or not. I'll, I'll put you on the spot. Okay. Whether, you know, when you would say the vacation begins and ends, because the mm. first sweatshirt I saw when I got back to MSP and got off the plane was a Purdue sweatshirt. Yeah. We're going to count that. I or? don't think I'm going to count yeah, that. I don't think you can. No. I think it's got to be on the, it's got to be on the, the trip in the settings. So, yep. um, but yeah, 12 out of 14, um, talk to a couple fan bases. It was good. Okay. Uh, quick little funny story. I'll try to do the the quick version of this. Um, Friday was was actually crappy down there. Um, it was beautiful when you were gone. It, it, I'm it, not joking. Like I'm not just I'm not rubbing no, it in. It was freaking gorgeous here. We were we were laughing about it. Um, it was 50 degrees and windy that Friday. It hit 50 degrees on Saturday here. Yeah, we were almost the same temperature. Unbelievable. One day apart. And it was sunny and, and it, there was no wind. It yep. was beautiful. Yeah, we were getting reports back from friends and family back in Minnesota. Um, anyways, so there wasn't there's not there's suddenly not much to do if you can't go to the beach or the pool when you're in kind of a resort yeah. situation like that. So we basically just stayed in bed for a while. And then um, then we about three o'clock. I'm like, let's go drink. <laughs> you know, so let's go find a bar. It's the only thing you do. So we rent, we rented uh, bicycles from our resort, kind of tooled around the island, found this bar. Awesome bar. Great bartenders. They were making great drinks. So we stayed there for a couple hours. Uh, thank you, by the way. The Their jukebox was the one at the Liege where you could hook up to it. Touch tunes. Touch tunes. And yeah, I, I could play my own tunes. It's great, isn't it? Oh, my God. It like... It changes your whole experience. It's it makes you want to go back to the bar, yes. and it's not even close. Like if, there was there was it was me and a uh, Penn State fan. Okay, uh, a girl. We were going back and forth. We were warring. We were sure. outbidding each other yep. to play our next song. Yep. But she was, you know, you're on vacation, so it's a blast. So we were there for a couple hours, and I said, "Hey, let's go check out the Twins game." So that's when we took a Uber back a- over again. I, the the misses must have been just. You know, head over heels, showing her such a great time. This is her vacation. We're gonna go see the twins play the. But Gophers. again, if, if she's a gamer like that, it, as long as she's doing something somewhere, okay. like yeah. she doesn't care about Iowa football contests, but the tailgating scene, okay, loves that. Yeah, so, I could see that. Uh, we got twelve dollar tickets right behind home plate. Sat wow. down at home plate, froze our butts off. Left two innings later. Oh, right, really? Right back out. Walked right back out. Okay. Because it was it was it was cold. It was huh? chilly. And the only way we we're gonna warm ourselves up was by a eighty dollar overpriced blanket at the you know at the right. stadium or a sweatshirt or whatever. Ubered right back over to the island. Went to like a fancy restaurant. A lot of shenanigans happened there. I'll I'll save that. But then we met a uh, I would say a fifty five and sixty five year old uh, uh, Canadian couple. Okay. Meaning a sixty five year old dude and a fifty five year old yep. wife. They're a blast. By the way, anytime you're on vacation in a foreign spot, find yourself a Canadian. Oh, Canadians are great to hang out with. Right? They're awesome. Laid back. They they are going they to drink. They love to drink. Yep. Love to drink. <laughs> and um, I, I'm I'm not I don't think it's any secret to say everybody on that island is either with a family, with you know, like younger people like like my wife and I's age with kids, or older. 
that place shuts down at like sure. eight thirty. So you were doing the the early bird special every day. Not to, not to because they wanted bucks. to, but that's no. kind of how it is. For but they, but they weren't like that. They hated the fact that the island shut down. Okay. They they are still night owls. So we we wound up partying with them at the fancy place. Went across the street, which was right back to the bar that we was okay. started the the day at to a certain degree earlier. So the the bartender earlier said, "Hey guys, come back later. We got live music." So we're okay. like, "Hey, we we've got live music. You guys want to go over there?" So we walk in. <laughs> the live music oh, no. was a guy playing the jazz flute. Oh yeah, you I saw that picture. <laughs> so, so it's just like from Anchorman. Yes, it was just like that jazz flute. It's hooked up to the speakers oh, in the God. bar, and this guy has got like a long uh, ponytail. Walking around the bar playing the jazz flute. I am dying laughing. It's like and Kenny G's cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks okay. like. And of course, I'm three sheets to the wind, you know, right. so, and everybody in the bar. So it was hilarious. And every time you would stop <laughs> playing the jazz flute, I would go, Aqualung. <laughs> yeah. from- so, was, so what? I love Aqualung, by the way. I love Jethro Tull. Right. Um, so was it? Was he playing? Was it kind of tongue in cheek? Like, was it supposed it to be felt, funny? That is hilarious that you asked that. If it wasn't meant to be tongue in cheek, <laughs> it's really sad. Okay. But I think I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we got back on the bicycles, rode back to the resort. So it felt like it was three o'clock in the morning, but it was like it was just barely midnight. <laughs> right. It was it was yeah. awesome. And we checked the bikes, and they're like, "Where have you been?" Oh man! And we're like, "What?" Yeah. They're like, you're supposed to get these back at seven o'clock. Oh my god! We had, we had no clue. <laughs> Oops. And then, oh, by the way, they warned us that the they are strict on that island. You can get a Dewey sure. yeah. on a bicycle. Yeah. We had it never even crossed our mind. We well, wake I mean, up the next can, day and we're you can like, do that anywhere, actually. Okay. But I guess I've just never I've never spent a lot of time drinking and bicycling before. It's never so it's never been something I've I've seeked you're, out. You're gonna be shocked to hear this, but I have actually. <laughs> And 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 got in trouble for it? No, no did good. not get in good. trouble for yeah. it. But could have could have injured myself badly. Well, and then I w- we were having the debate: what would you rather get run over by? My wife, all five foot three, hundred and twenty pounds of her on a bicycle, or just like a two hundred pound guy running around the street drunk? I, I think I'd take I think I'd take small wife on bike. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Point being is. I think you're more of a danger to yourself than yes. you are other people. But. And that may be the idea behind it. <laughs> it could be, too. Anyways, that's that was fun. And, again, lots of good talks with a lots of good Big Ten fans. I think we picked up a couple podcasts, part, uh, oh, good friends or two, hopefully. So you're spreading the word. I was spreading the word. All right, man. We got some housekeeping. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. We got a little housekeeping here. Let's see. We're going to start with some personnel. Indiana University tight end Peyton Hendershot suspended indefinitely. Being accused of some pretty serious stuff here. Felony residential entry, misdemeanor domestic battery, criminal mischief, criminal conversion. I don't even know what that means. Did you know last year he set Hoosier tight end records with receptions and yards? 52 receptions, 622 yards. He also had four touchdowns. I think he set some other records here. I mean, that's laundry list of things. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that's a tight end record for, you know, (laughs) offenses in a single day. Let's just say he goes on the offense a lot. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to make light of this, but 
My guess is I'm I I have no idea. We weren't I there. I really don't. But my guess is that if this was something that happened thirty years ago, we would have never heard about it. Because probably he went into somebody's house and beat the tar out of somebody that maybe even deserved it. Who knows? It's possible. Some people do deserve things like that. It is sad that we live in a society where repercussions aren't more readily available because some people need it. Some people do. We don't know that, but long story short, I hope it's something that gets cleared up. However, if he did the crime, he's going to have to pay the Unfortunately. So hopefully it's not a permanent thing. We'll see. We'll see. Nebraska kicker Barrett Pickering has left the team. According to the Omaha World Herald, he registered last year because of an injury. Yep. Um, yeah, so, it was everybody knew it was medical last year. It, right, but it sounds like he might be leaving because of the same thing, That's right? what I thought I saw. Like, I think he's still enrolled at Nebraska. He's just okay. done kicking. Hmm, that's too bad. Yeah. Because he had a great freshman year. Beloved by the fans, from what I can tell. Like, I think everybody was looking forward to him being healthy and back in 2020. Seemed like it, right? All right, moving on. Um, former Wisconsin wide receiver, Quintez Cephas, who just ran his 40-yard dash, um, at the... At the combine was asked, "Can Jack Cohn hold off Graham Mertz?" And he laughed, and he says, "Well, that's a battle they're going to have to have. I'm not sure." What do you make of that comment? I, when I read the headline, it was a, it was an attention grabbing. It headline. was, and when I read the article, he just answered the question. That's what I thought. It was not that big a deal. But I, I bring it up he, because he, it he, seemed like it, it made some it had some mileage on Twitter. People were making a big deal out of as it. if that quarterback battle didn't already have fire to it it's it's just a little bit more gas that's going to be on that thing for for a while so they asked him about we're going to get to this but ted gilmore who left wisconsin okay. to go to michigan state on mel tucker's staff uh are you surprised that he left and he said no not really now that to me that was so, bigger than that it was yeah. way bigger than the than first the comment, comment yeah. but nobody was talking about that well you already beat me to one of my you know i don't think great minds think alike but simple minds think alike Is how about that- just adequate minds <laughs> adequate minds <laughs> Think alike. <laughs> so in the in the vein of attic, adequate minds think alike, I have a note written down here about uh, Ted Gilmore leaving. Now, hey, okay, precursor to this statement, I'm not saying that this is doom and gloom for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. With that being said, uh, if you look over the list of players that Ted Gilmore brought or – seem to have credit for bringing to Wisconsin during okay. his time there. It is a impressive list is it? of okay. human beings. So could this change? Could the the deep, deep pockets in East Lansing, could that be something that shifts things a little bit in the mm. Big Ten West from the, the, you know, coaching acumen, but even more so with recruiting that's pulled out of Interesting. Wisconsin? Interesting. Another thing with you got anything with any with Mel Tucker's staff? Yeah, we're gonna get there. Okay, go ahead. Well, so before we get there, we're gonna do two other coaching uh, points here. And Ohio State University head coach Ryan Day receives a three-year contract extension that will pay him up to seven point six million in twenty twenty-two. I was listening to a podcast last week, <laughs> and the, uh, this guy said something about Ryan Day maybe needing an extension. I think the other host said, "Yeah." 
Yeah, what, why hasn't that happened? It was like some kind of podcast that was like comparing how good the coach is to how much money he's making. And yeah, so then I said, I mean, the guy on the podcast said, yeah, we said that. Yeah, uh, we're, we're breaking our arms, patting ourselves on the back here, but anyways. How about a little more of it? Yeah. Penn yeah. State head coach James Franklin agrees to a six-year, $38.2 million contract through 2025, which I believe we also also, didn't, didn't also we had so? a high plus. Yes, we did. Yeah, so we, didn't we say like he needs a raise? I mean, basically anybody that was in the plus by two, if not sure. three or more, Ryan Day was way high in the plus. Right. Um, essentially, we said you are definitely getting your money's worth as a fan base. In fact, he's probably underpaid. Well, now Ryan Day and James Franklin, they're pretty much paid right where they should be. So clearly Ohio State and Penn State athletic directors listening to the Eyes on Big podcast. I think it's, I mean, we got proof. Seems like it. That is now yep. proven. Yep. Okay. Finally, Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker is really filling out his staff now. We mentioned how he stole Wisconsin wide receiver coach Ted Gilmore, who will now be the tight end coach at Michigan State. Um, apparently going to be banging the recruiting trail, too. Ross Ells, special team coordinator. He was, let's see, last three years at Colorado Boulder with Mel Tucker last year. Also spent time at New Mexico State, Ohio, Nebraska, Purdue. So good pedigree there. William Piegler, running back coach was the Colorado Director of Offensive Quality Control last year. Looked him up. Eh, eh, not Listen, a great resume. You know you know what you do as a running back coach? Uh, you say, go there. And go there. Run, recruit. Gr- grab the ball and run fast. You recruit. Yeah, you recruit. That too. So Courtney Hawkins, former wide receiver yep. for Michigan State, is named the wide receiver's coach. Um, but they hired him from Flint Beecher High School. Yeah. He was the athletic director and head coach. So I'm wondering... I mean, I don't recognize the name of that school. Maybe there's a lot of talent that comes out of there. I've got, I've got a, I've got. You a, got a thing? I got a, I got a deep thought on that. Uh, hit me with it. Uh, with the mistakes, shall we say, in the past with Mr. Treadwell and Mr. D'Antonio. Yep. Uh, it is a general belief that the relationship between Michigan State and the Detroit area schools okay. has been frosty. Aha. Uh-huh. We need to start. Mending bridges to in between Michigan State and these schools. I think Mel Tucker is a smart enough guy that he probably knows that. This maybe could be a hire that would signify that things are starting to get fixed there. Deep thoughts. What do you think? I like it. Okay. Now, he also retained defensive coordinator Mike Tressel, defensive line coach Ron Burton, also brought back a longtime D'Antonio staffer named Harlan Bennett. Oh, yeah. Um, and now, as of today, he's expected to hire – Defensive coordinator Scotty Hazelton from Kansas State, who did a great job last year. Yeah, Kansas and if you, State had an awesome defense. And if you look at his resume, you know, started at North Dakota State, took a tour around major colleges in the NFL. He's obviously picked up a lot of acumen back to K State with his former boss or colleague, and yep. snatched right up again. I I think he is an up and comer for defensive minds or just coaches in general. Well, I think so. it's, it's a good hire, but it also kind of it speaks to Big Ten money versus Big 12 100%. 100%. I mean, not only Mel Tucker, you know, coming from the Big t- the Pac-12, but now you've got – It's a rich get richer, yeah. poor stay poor type of thing. Man. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Um, and as far as just the whole staff getting put together, I think he's doing a really good job. I think so, to too. Not, to not, like, the only – Higher that I I feel from Sparty fans that's been a little bit that they're not real sure with is the offensive coordinator Jay Johnson. I don't think they're okay. as enamored with that. But in the end, I mean, if pre coaching change, 
right? Or, or I should say, once we knew a new coach was coming in, I think most Michigan State fans would say, can we mostly keep the defensive staff, right? but redo the offense? Yeah. Isn't that ex- exactly, exactly what, he's what he's done? Yeah. So I think that's pretty good. For um, me, thumbs up so far on, on putting a staff together. I, job, I would be Mel. very encouraged if I was a Michigan State fan. I would too. Uh, one more thing I'd like to add that just kind of is a part of the Mel Tucker saga or or you know process is that obviously after he left Colorado it left a head coaching void and Carl Durrell was hired at yeah, Colorado yeah. and I just want to say I'm I'm looking at this from Nebraska Twitter fans sure. reactions definitely their most you know their their best hire their their most electrifying hire over the last couple of years has been Scott Frost as their mm-hmm. head coach but sure Right after that, I think it was Carl Durrell getting, getting hired, hired at, at Colorado. Colorado because it's such an awful look. Like, I typically err on the side of positivity when a head coach gets brought in. Yeah, I think new blood, new like. I think I'd grade well. I don't. I I can't see any positive with Carl Durrell being Boy, hired I, at Colorado. I would not want to be a Colorado fan right now. <laughs> I I mean, he was basically announced to the sound of crickets from the Colorado fan base. How how else were they Everyone supposed to just looking react? around like what? My question is, I understand that the Pac-12 is hurting right now. Yeah, and and for the record, we're not going to go deep in this, but I don't want the Pac-12 to die. I don't like, either. This is a I, like hey, the Pac-12 is a part of my childhood, you know. And I, they're my second favorite conference. I'll I go ahead and say not, it. I, I, I'm not going to fight you on that yeah. at all. In fact, they probably are mine too. Um, with that being said, we know we know they're in bad shape. Yeah, but you're trying to tell me. You can't find an up-and-coming O coordinator or D exactly. coordinator at a Power 5 conference or an up-and-coming coach at a G5? Yeah. G5. How, how do you wind up with him? I don't know, man. It just makes me feel good that there's other schools out there that are totally incompetent because I've had to deal with Illinois being incompetent for you know two decades, and now I see it from other, from other places. It gives me a little warm, fuzzy feeling. It's hey. not just us. <laughs> However, wherever you can find the warm fuzzies, man, hey, I'm, I'm I'll take them however you. I can get them. I'm happy for you to find them. <laughs> okay, just moving on. Um, so that, that concludes housekeeping, but I did want to get into some spring game stuff. Okay, go for so, it. So, FBS schedules, who we agree is a great website. This this is where I got all this information. I was yep. like, do I really? By the want... way, it's FB schedules. Oh, I'm sorry, FB schedules. I, I, do, I did the same thing. It's called FBS schedules. So, so it's fbschedules.com. If you want any scheduling it information, is go up there. to date. It is like easy. up to the minute. It's like up to the minute. It is easy to click through. Yeah. Uh, you know, some websites are just, I don't know, you run into dead ends or whatever. Not them, man. It's just incredible. And so I was going to go through and maybe like go to each individual 24 seven site and see if I could find, you know, spring, spring dates. And yeah. I'm like, boy, that's going to suck. No, I went to FB schedules. Boom. It right was there. all right there. Right there. Okay. So on Saturday, April 4th, we got Minnesota at noon, Purdue at 2 p.m. The next Saturday, April 11th, and Ohio State University at noon. They're the only game that day. This one, Indiana, did the same thing last year. They're playing on a Friday, April 17th. They're the only team, 7 p.m. on a Friday. Way to go, Fred Glass. Great job there. Saturday, April 18, we got a big one. Michigan at noon, Penn State 130, Nebraska 230, Michigan State at 4. Illinois also plays that day, although they have not announced a time. Saturday, April 25th, we got Rutgers, 4 p.m. Uh, hmm. I don't see one for Iowa. Why do you, I, I told you, they got a, they got the open practice kids day. That's their thing. Oh, well, maybe they're still working on that field. No, that, they're not. That's 
You're okay. Now you're you're purposely being a little douchey here. Yes, I am. They they did shut it down because of the field. They're having the open practice kids day. So they're doing an open practice, but they're not having a, a actual scrimmage. They'll be they'll yeah they'll be they'll scrimmage inside. They just they just don't care to make it a a kick the ball off spring game. And of course, joining the wet blanket party is Northwestern and Wisconsin, also yeah. not having a spring all game. All developmental program. I mean, in all honesty, though. This is you're going to see more. It's going to move more towards this. You think so? I do. Okay. Why is first, that? I mean, first of all, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to soapbox this thing, but the whole spring game experience is situational. You just the fans don't even know it half the time. They they set you up. At, they they want to make sure you get third and long checks. Yeah. Like that. It's not like it's just you're playing a game. So if you're doing a practice, the only thing they're doing is situational practice. It's. Okay. It's basically the same thing. Keep telling yourself that. All right. Maryland, I don't know. Don't know what they're doing. Do you think Locks even knows that spring practice is a thing? It is a thing, Locks. Just yeah. make sure you look into this. You can play a spring game. You don't have to, obviously, but you can. You should practice, though. You should practice. Yes. In fact, I would mostly practice, if I was you guys, tackling. Try tackling. <laughs> practice. Wrap up. Where do Head I up. line up? Head up. Yep. <laughs> Head up. Let's go tackle. Find the hash mark. Yes. All right. And so uh, that's it. Yeah. Let's move on to the the main topic here. Okay. I feel like I'm I'm already kind of nervous to talk about this. Why? Because I'm so excited to talk about this topic that I feel like I'm going to screw it up just from my exuberance. You seem like disproportionately excited to talk about this. And, And it was because when I started doing just a little deep dive, I was discovering things. And to me, when I was, you know, sitting at my computer reading through it, I was just amazed. And I don't know, I don't know if I have the skills to be able to, you know, share my findings with the audience in in the way that they'll find it as exciting as me. But I hope I, I hope we can do that. I hope. So I'm going to tell the audience that this is this topic is Greg's baby. So he put together the content and a lot of this is I'm going to be hearing it for the first time. So but like, but you're you. It's going to be fine. I mean, obviously, the most of this stuff we've at the very least talked about it in real life, but probably for the most part, we've talked about it on the podcast. So if there's a bit of redundancy in here, I, I apologize to our listeners. But I think for the most part, this is something that that almost all of college football fans, let alone Big Ten fans, are going to find interesting. Now, we're going to get specific to the Big Ten teams here but let's roll baby so the first thing that i would start out so this is kind of an all-encompassing schedule talk before we get into the teams is that i got i got bullet points give them a give us a little overview here okay so this is coming from the if i was a college football commissioner for a day thing which if you want to be the commissioner as long as i'm like a deputy i i i will i will concede that i will be the commissioner and i will deputize you thank you um so first of all i i think we are all under agreement here that the i I mean there there's a lot of things we would fix in college football is what i'm trying to say i i Targeting, okay, targeting gets his own special thing, so that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, fixing that. But the difference between conferences, where some conferences play eight conference games and some play nine. It's like the most no-brainer thing that needs to be okay. fixed and so easily fixed. So at the very least, it's the no-brainer thing that should be fixed. To me, yeah. As, of course, what we're talking about is only the ACC and SEC play eight where the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 all play nine conference games. Yep. So 
that's ridiculous to me. I mean, this plays into everything we kind of wind up going going over. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna propose to you what I think would be my number one way to do it. Okay. If you were the commissioner, this would be me. I would put like a PowerPoint presentation together to, you know, talk you into what okay. I think it would be. I would go with every conference plays eight conference games. I'm fine with that. But every Power Five team has to play ten Power Five teams total. Okay. So, so two, two, two out two, of yeah. I mean, and then two, and then the other two would be either a group of five or FCS. But the FCS would only be one out of every four years. Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with no FCS personally. So would I. Um, but I feel like if you're really trying to have a have a holistic view of college football, which obviously FCS is a part of. I think them getting those paydays. Well, and I do appreciate, especially when a team chooses an in-state FCS team to kind of help out and give a payday to. I was, I don't know, I get a warm fuzzy from that. Hate playing the in-state FCS team. It's not the team I would want to play. I'm not saying for your team. I'm just saying when I see a team do it, like Indiana plays Ball's Tank, for instance. Okay, I get that. Or Indiana State. Indiana State. Yeah. Um, So, okay, so I think we're on the first page there, right? So eight plus two plus two. Okay. That that would be. I'm good. Okay. Um, next thing I'm gonna say is the whole this team insert team plays an easy schedule. If you are in the Big Ten conference, you don't play an easy schedule. I mean, I'd argue that if you're in any Power Five conference, just you know, okay, ACC was really weak outside of Clemson this year, but. If you're a power five, but that's a thing. If you're a power five, that's a thing. Team. There, there was three. There was three work, week divisions last year. There was one in the Pac-12, and there was two in the ACC. Division. I mean, I, okay. A div- division. Excuse me. Okay. But but that's a lot. That's a that's a big swath of the of the power five teams. So, point I'm trying to make is there are teams that you could look at their schedule and say, "Yikes, that's a pretty easy schedule." I I just don't think you can find one of those in the. Well, it's definitely not going to happen in the Big Ten. Or SEC. Or SEC. No. And I think the Big 12, too. I would give them they're, – they're a step down from the two, but they play pretty much every team in the conference. Yeah. Like they do, right? They do play every team, yeah. So I don't think they get it. I don't think there's an easy schedule round. in the Big 12 as well. I agree. As compared to – because what is annoying is – and I would, you know, throw this up for Minnesota fans. Um, do I think Minnesota played the hardest schedule in the Big Ten? No. But – comparatively speaking them going 10 and 2 regular season or 11 2 you know throwing the bowl game it seems like teams like that get dragged more than friggin Boise State when they play well wow. basically two hard teams maybe two and a half all year long do do you think i'm correct with that do you believe yes. teams like minnesota I, get dragged more than boise state does yeah yeah they do and i don't know I I really don't believe that the G5 teams have any business, you know, being talked about nationally, like with with, with respect to like a championship being in the, the playoffs. Like, like when, they you just see a, when you see it, like if you're getting deep into the college football playoff rankings, right? Mm-hmm. And you see a 11-0 UCF, okay? Should they be in front of a... Nine and three power five team? No, not really. Well, I mean, maybe I would maybe say maybe similar to a nine and three. It, okay, there you go. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's 
debatable at that point. Yeah. But seeing, and I think I think Fickle's doing great at Cincinnati. Obviously, UCF had really good teams. Um, there's other Power Five teams we could we could name. Boise State obviously is one of them. I'm not saying these are slouch teams. I I I just think they get an overabundance of credit sometimes in the rankings. Yeah, it's like you get. They get this darling child. Well, that's what it is. is they, like Boise it, State has gotten there. It's the Cinderella, the, the little guy. We want to prop him up, and we want to see him play the big guy. I really don't want to see it. I I don't. It's not like I have these deep-seated ill feelings to to group of five teams. I there's When there's a group of five game on Thursday nights, oh, I love group you of bet five. I'm going to hammer down on and that. And since I'm the commissioner now, I'm going to start a group of five playoff. It would be. I, I it is That is something that's getting more and more thought process in my head. I mean, obviously we'll have to see how the whole, how many teams get in thing go, but I think we've probably hammered the point enough here, right? Like if you play in the, if you play in the big 10, you have a hard schedule. You're, you're playing a tough schedule. Um, and then this is going to kind of, uh, I'm going to talk out of two sides of my mouth. I, I believe at certain points of the rest of this podcast. Okay. Um, since we don't live in the world, where we are forced to play two group power five teams. Mm-hmm. By the way, side note, because I guess we didn't bring it up before. How how amazing would it be if that was the case? If they if they said because you're gonna you're we're, you're gonna notice something here as we get through the schedules. If you go through FB schedules, okay, okay, the Big Ten stops at 2025. Oh, okay, nothing is on the Big Ten schedule 2026 mm. and past. No kidding. Yeah, that give me give me that hmm again. Hmm. That's something. Hmm, okay? That is something. So that's maybe, you know, I don't know. This was probably something decided by Delaney. Like, we're going to stop sure. here. Um, are you I'm, sure about that? I'm I'm pretty sure. Now, there are teams that are scheduled on there, but they're they're not Big Ten teams. It stops at 2025. Th- so Illinois is, uh, is going to do a, a, a thing with Mizzou. I, think, I thought it was 2024 and 26. That's fine though. That's out of conference. There's there's conference. Oh, games you're talking that are, about just okay. Yeah, there's conference gotcha. games scheduled into the 2030s. Okay. No, no Big Ten games are scheduled past 2025. Gotcha. So now I think there's a lot of implications there. There's TV deals. There's what yeah. are we gonna do with the college football playoff? All oh, that I, stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't. So make we too are much. locked into a nine game conference until 2025. Okay. There's nothing. I no, that's not changing. Sure. I don't think there's anything the we can do. About, but I would say if you have to get your your hopes up would be past that where there would be some sort of schedule. But Kevin Warren has come out recently. I don't think me and you agreed with Mr. Warren's take on the deal, right? I mean, essentially to crib note what he said, he said, I'm not one to give up on a business deal or change things a couple years in. These things need time to work through to really see how it plays out. And then he basically said, we've done great in the college football playoff in the past, which I don't know what you're basing that off of. Ohio State has been left off twice with only one loss, which does not make sense to me. And then he said, and I think it's going to play out great moving forward. That could be, but I guess I also don't know what what data he'd be looking at to to say that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, I kind of skipped around there. Back to the original topic or point I was trying to make. Um, If... There was a world that we lived in where suddenly all of these power five teams were scrambling to find one, if not two more, because mm-hmm. there's a ton of SEC fans or SEC teams. They're only playing SEC teams for their power five. They're playing right. four group of five sure. teams and probably three group of five teams in an FCS team. 
suddenly those teams like Arkansas, they would have to find two power five teams to start playing and, you know, throw out the number 2026. It would be, it would be, what what was, what was the Bulma phrase? Uh, Borderline erotic. I don't know. Is that what you said? (laughs) It would be something like that. It would be borderline erotic. (laughs) To see what these ads would have to come up with matchups, you you don't know what we would wind up getting. It'd be awesome. Oh, it? oh my god, it would be incredible. There'd probably be teams playing each other for the first time ever. One hundred percent, there would be teams. Yeah. Play. and then you know what the greatest thing would be? There would be pockets of time like, oh my god, the only way we could get that our Power Five quota getting um, uh, figured out is to have a game in gee, I don't know, late October. Where maybe, maybe we'll an have to travel SEC outside of this. Would have to travel up to the north to play oh, some football. That'd be football. cool, wouldn't it? Huh? So then, kudos to my brother, a listener of the podcast, which I very much appreciate. How do you do this? How do you make this happen? Because you know, conferences do their own thing, right? Well, what happens if the college football playoff said the only way you can get into the college football playoff is if you play ten Power Five teams a year? You know what that would be? That one little rule. All this other crap that we talk about, all this other... That one rule right there would be the most amazing thing. What do you think of that? Well, for for, it would be groundbreaking in that there would actually then be at least... Groundbreaking. One piece of criteria that they use to judge teams (laughs) to get in. It'd be their their first one. Dustin Schutte would actually be happy with one thing the head of the college football playoff committee would say once in his life. Um, okay. And then oh, dude, see, like, I'm already doing it. I'm already getting excited. I'm skipping around everywhere. Um, as we head through these schedules for these teams where I think I'm going to talk out of two sides of my mouth is that, um, I believe certain teams should schedule weekly. We, is that, that's one can that, come, I, one comes to mind immediately. Okay. Illinois. They should schedule wins. Absolutely. With that being, and and I and I, there is a certain part of that where I feel that way for my own team. I think every Big Ten fan feels that way. You want to get right game. Uh, uh let's let's well, you, get our. You need bo- some tune up game. <laughs> Everyone yeah. needs some tune up game. But right. Illinois needs to schedule wins. Right. I mean, I remember when I was five years old, my parents asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said, I want Illinois to schedule three wins. <laughs> and we actually did it for the first time last year, but we we still failed. <laughs> Actually, I could actually see that actually happening when you're yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how grumpy was nine-year-old Big Curry? Oh, do you want to know? Yeah, I do. Oh my God. Well, first of all, my favorite Sesame Street character was the Grouch, <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. Um, my, I was so grumpy. I'm not joking. My mom had a shirt made up for me that said Mr. Warmth on it. <laughs> but by the way, you're. Your very slim temperature, you know, desires. Oh, sure. Yeah. Climate desires, yeah. I should say. It's baffled many of people. I've had actually had people DM me like, so wh- what is Kurt comfortable? And, and basically, I've come to the conclusion there's only two places and times you're comfortable. Okay. In the Midwest, in the spring and fall. Correct. That's absolutely <laughs> true. That's totally. So here's the deal, though. Like, my ideal temperature is probably... Like forty degrees to sixty degrees, somewhere in there. There you go. But but not too much. But I don't humidity. mind the the cold is fine. But yeah. I do not want the heat and humidity. Gotcha. Okay. Anyways, um, back to my original point for the seventh time. 
like, I also, as a fan of my team, I hate the games that are suppo- that were designed to be winnable games, but then turn out to be tough games. Well, the, Illinois the, is great at scheduling those. I mean, it's hard not to, right? It is. So, like, a, a, an example would be coming up this year for Nebraska, Cincinnati. That is a Ooh. lose-lose game Absolutely for, for Nebraska. And those types That's of... That's going to be a tough one. Right. And those type of games, for me as a fan, I hate those games more than, for example, Wisconsin playing Notre Dame. When Wisconsin played LSU recently. Yeah. It's kind of a... There's definitely a win. There's a good side and a bad side to those games. Nebraska versus Cincinnati, it's either okay or awful. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's th- That's going to be... And there's going to be a theme with that when we go through these teams. Okay. We're, we're going to see some more of that, and we're going to talk about it. So. All right. All right. Is it good for that? Are you going to start going through the teams? Yeah, let's go through the teams. All right. So now we will get into all 14 Big Ten teams, because this is the Eyes on Big Podcast, and we always talk about all 14 teams. We're going to do these in alphabetical order. Um, I've got a couple tidbits here and there, uh, but what we're going to do is this. I'm going to say the team, and you're going to give me the ideal scenario. You don't have to get specific with teams, just kind of, I think you know what I mean, like levels of scheduling for the three games for non-conference. For non-conference. So I'm speaking as a fan for each one of these teams. Correct. Okay. If you were a this fan, if you were a that fan, this is what you would look for to for that fan base. Okay. Now, I know we talked about all the dream scenarios we had before about eight conference games. To we don't have that. We're throwing now. that out. Yeah. The, we we know what we got right now. Yes. We've got nine, so we've got that Absolutely. for the next six seasons. If my math is correct, right? 2020, 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25. Okay, so that's six seasons where. Sorry, Big Ten fans, you're you're getting nine conference games. By the way, another another side note: five home games this year, five yeah. away games, and it's just it's so awkward. It's it awkward. It is. It's it's boy, it it's is square peg round holy. We need to go back to Kevin Warren. Please address this. I mean, I didn't. He didn't even make it to the 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 this summer to the uh, Big Ten conference and media days. He's already getting asked it. By the way, well, we're gonna ask it. That's the plan. All right. Okay. That's my um, question. Okay. So, again, nine conference games are a given. Um, I don't exactly know how they pick those out. There's some, you know, themes where they have East and West teams playing each other mm-hmm. commonly. Yeah. But it's but even then, it's not like, it's not like you know, this team plays that team from the East playing play from the West every year. They're, they take breaks in those series. Yeah. So I it's know a little bit off. They, they want – I'm not sure what year this happened, but they they basically were scheduling intentionally the bad teams against the bad teams from each division and the good ones against the good ones. But then that's going to get turned on its head. So like Illinois, for instance, was playing Rutgers every year. We we drop Rutgers. We pick up Penn State next. So it's it gets weird. Yeah, it, 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 it's going to get weird. Um. So anyways, OK, so we will start out. Ironically, right? Alphabetically. The, alphabetically. We we can't control how nope. the alphabet falls. The Illinois finding Illini, how would you schedule them, Could, Commissioner Big Kurt? Okay. I would schedule three wins. Definitely three wins. Automatic wins. I would try to sneak a fourth game in there if possible. <laughs> 
Make it like a Thursday night. See if anyone notices. You know, maybe they won't. We need as many wins as possible before we get into into the Big Ten schedule, so we can make a bowl like, game. All of Illinois Twitter would unite. Like, don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. No, don't say anything. Wait, Nobody's gonna notice. We just beat Eastern Illinois. We'd <laughs> be like, wait. So Illinois finished six and seven that year. Who'd they lose to in the bowl game? They didn't. They didn't uh, no bowl game. Didn't go to a bowl game there. So I think okay. I mean, I've got my own notes written down here. I have the I have the same thing. the only, The only thing that I added was, you know, maybe start mixing in the lowest power five tier team that you think you could get your hands on. So, but now, now of course, there's that could backfire because then suddenly that lower tier power five team winds up being good. So they are adding Duke and I think they're adding Kansas. Um, now the one that pisses me off. So it, you already, you already know this one. Mizzou. Okay. What I have. So for the record here um, at, at the risk of listing off 75 non-conference teams and that getting, I think that would just turn into white noise at some point on the mm-hmm. podcast. I capped this off at like 2029, 2030. Okay. As far as, non-conference teams that each Big Ten team has upcoming. So if Missouri is on out there a ways, I don't have them listed here. Okay, I thought it was 2024. Right, so any, so we're not. in agreement that scheduling three wins is the goal. Right? Absolutely have to. Check, I, I, out, check out who Illinois is um, playing. Yeah. 2021 and 22, Virginia. I know. 2023-24, Kansas. Okay, that's yeah. kind of along the level that we're looking at. And then 2025 and 26, Duke. All horrible ideas. That's how you feel. That's exact. I've been begging to schedule wins. I mean, l- literally as far back as I can remember. Like, why would you make it harder on yourself? All we have to basically crawl before we, we walk and run. Right. Get to a bowl game. Get to a bowl game every year. What? So I agree with that. With that being said, you 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 do have to plan as though. You are walking at some point. No, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me explain myself. Once you are walking and running, then go ahead and start scheduling it. Don't even think about it until you are. How about this? Okay. Throw, throwing this out there. You're already heading this towards what I thought we were going to talk about. Now, there are there are other things at play here with schedule. We might wind up talking more on Illinois just because this is going to trigger sure. a bunch of things to talk about. Right. It's alphabetically. That's where it's at. Um, recruiting. Okay. I don't exactly know what Lovey's thought process was, but here, here's, here's what, if I'm doing this exactly how I think an AD at Illinois should do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw out my philosophy. Okay. AD Josh Whitman. Are you listening? Josh, take a listen. He's pretty close to it by the way, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a power five team scheduled every year. Like they do past 2020. I wouldn't do that. But Virginia is interesting to me. But if you could do Virginia like 2021 and 23, because then it's something that that's kind of getting in a nice fertile recruiting area. So then that's something. I don't know. I don't see how that's like a recruiting draw. It's a little bit of a draw. I don't know. I Uh, I, Borderline three-star guys that. That's something that, you know, can draw them in if they're from that area. You know what's a draw? Making bowl games. I agree. I agree. And which is where you get back to the yeah. schedule three wins. I've been begging for By it. By the way, you got that next year. We got it next year. We, we had it last year. We, we we destroyed it. We failed. We if, fell do, on our do face you think, miserably. Do you think if you 
injected Josh Whitman or maybe Lovey with sodium pentothal. Do you think that actually works right there? Have we talked about that before? I don't know. That's I a would, good question. God, that would be a... I mean, somebody, I think it's a How is that not hit Twitter by now? Somebody should inject somebody with sodium pentothal and like... Anyways. So if you injected those two with truth serum, do you think they would say that our plan is to be better by 2021? I'm sure that's what they're thinking. But do they believe it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess they believe it. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But it's just the but wrong you, but philosophy you, because but you you have to you have to set the bar. Like I'm going to sound like a motivational speaker here, but if if you want to raise the bar, you got to set the bar higher. The bar is plenty high in the Big Ten. That's true. That's a good point. Got nine really tough games. We don't need twelve tough games. Another side note. Uh, like I said, we might talk on Illinois a little bit longer than other teams just because it's going to elicit things to talk about. Um, this was something Scott Doctorman pointed out on Twitter. Um, another thing with the eight and nine conference games, it just seems like if you win a game, like let's say you win a non-conference game, it could be anybody in the big 10. Okay. I'm talking a big 10 team, a big 10 team wins a non-conference game over the 22nd ranked TCU Horn Frogs. Okay. Seems to get more credit than a big 10 team winning a conference game you know, that's over true. the 17th ranked whomever. Boy, that is, that's a good point. What is up with that? Good job, Dr. Man. That is so, weird. I just think it's it's just another thing. It's another nuance to this, another reason why we shouldn't play nine conference games. Huh. So, I hadn't thought about thing. that. So, okay, you're bringing a lot of the points that we're bringing up. They're, they're, we can't reinvent the wheel for each team, right? There's going to be some redundancy here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I've even thought about this ahead of time where I think I have a new – Line. We'll call it the Illini policy. Okay, there's a okay. That's a policy. Okay, Illini policy that will apply to a couple teams. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to throw out the Sparty line. Okay, the Sparty line. There's a couple teams that are right on the Sparty line. By the way, mm -hmm. they are a little bit higher than Illinois. A little bit, as far as scheduling, not yes. conference. Okay, we're talking about kind of two different things. We're not talking about current program status, like scheduling, scheduling, but yet. They're lower than Ohio State yes. as far as who, correct? Yes. Sparty line is okay, what we're going to so go Sparty at. line. Okay, so Illinois is below the Sparty line. Below the Sparty line Definitely. for aggressive scheduling. Yes. Okay. You good with Illinois? Is there anything you want to, that's your baby? Anything else you want to? Uh, Josh, I'm just, I'm tired of this crap. I want to schedule G5 and FCS teams from now until infinity. And he's been saying it since he was... Nine Since years I was, old. I think I was five. Five. I think I was five when I asked for that. Why do we got? I, I was holding my Oscar. The, I had an Oscar the Grouch doll, <laughs> and you'd pull the string and he'd say all his, you know. Why don't we play three yeah, winnable yeah, games? Exactly. That's what he would say. <laughs> all right. Next up, alphabetical order: the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, they they basically need to schedule. They they need to follow the Illini policy. Okay. I think it's very similar. We're going to have now, a handful of teams like there's, this. They're very, very, there's very delicate shades of gray here. There may be just a little bit darker shade of gray than Illinois. In, in what way? Like, if if Illinois' non-conference schedule was rated a 2 on the toughness scale of okay. 1 to 10, they could be like a 2.5 or a 3. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say 2.5. Yeah. Just a notch but very above. similar. 
But they should they should very much have two one hundred percent winnable games. Absolutely. And the other one, it could get into the weaker power five team. I would still I, I You're still gonna you would kick it. I would lower. go G five the okay. whole way. Okay. G five and FCS the whole way. That's that's just me. I, I, be, I just like going to bowl games. Yeah. And it happens to, so infrequently for my team. And I think to me there's something about getting above Certainly six wins, like seven wins or above. I would definitely say eight or nine. I mean, we saw Indiana very, very close to that yeah. this year. Had the, now they did, they scheduled like this. They they won their three non conference mm-hmm. games this year. And, and by the way, that helped them. Correct, it did. So maybe there's uh, something so I, to the Salini policy. There could be something to that. Um, so with that being said, I. I think this is good. I'm curious what you say. Do you have any idea who Indiana's playing coming up? I don't know. Uh-uh. They have a two game or four game, two different home, two home, home and home, home. two sure. home and homes, 23 and 24. Okay. And then 25. And then for some reason, take a break and 27 with Louisville. Louisville. Okay. Louisville regional kind of a contest okay. there. Regional. Yep. Now that is recruiting there a little yes. bit. Yes. Maybe, yeah. Yes. yes, yes. Indiana yes. and Louisville aren't far away at Louisville. all. Louisville. Louisville. That's how I say it, right? Louisville. 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 So, Louisville. good? Are are you... Illini policy, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay. Are you, you're happier with Indiana's scheduling in the future than you are Illinois right Absolutely. Now. Yeah. 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 I mean... I agree. Th- yeah. Yes. Okay. Right? Ah, Josh, do something about that, man. Okay. But now. Freddie Glass doing a little better job than Josh Whitman. Okay. Alphabetical. I pre-apologize to all of our listeners. Um, I am going to do my best to not be animated in this next team, but I don't think there is any way I'm not going to get animated with this next team because I am ticked off about the current situation. So okay. next up, the Iowa Hawkeyes. What would you do, Kurt? Well, the first thing I would do I would drop Iowa State. Okay. Now, I now here's the thing though. We're off to a good start. You're, I don't know that I, I would... just took a deep breath because I didn't. We didn't precur. I didn't. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. So I was curious to what you were going to say. I would drop them. I mean, first of all, for one reason, just variety's sake, they play every year. I mean, we we don't need we don't need. So here's <sighs> here's one thing. I wouldn't. I said I would drop them. I wouldn't totally drop them, but play them maybe twice a decade. Is, okay. Isn't that enough? So. I, I feel very – I don't think I'm going to get all the thoughts out on this. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to screw this up. Um, I will say this. I I put this poll out to – very scientifically, which, of course, is the eight-person Iowa Hawkeye Twitter – or uh, uh, text group I have with a bunch of my buddies. Sure. Which, I mean, that's as scientific as you have to get, right? Sure. Um, and I was curious because, honestly, I was like, you know, before I – talk about this on the podcast. I want to see what, you know, my buddies and brothers and cousins think about this. We were pretty much all in unison with it. So I think I can continue forward with what my thoughts are because they pretty much agree with me. Now, with that being said, I and we don't speak for all Hawkeye fans because there's always, you know, there's always different thoughts. But I do think this is most of what Hawkeye fans think, which is we are sick of playing Iowa State. That is official because, and go ahead. But as 
as an Iowa fan, I'm pretending to be an Iowa fan right now, you do want to play at least one Power 5 team in the non-conference because you're a strong enough program where you can go play those games, you can win those games. It's not going to – you're probably going to make a bowl game regardless. Okay. So, so we'll, it's not we'll going to kill you. We'll start with that and then come back to Iowa State. Don't let me – so I, I am I am 100% admitting this right now. It'll be on celluloid. Is that what is that the – Celluloid, yeah. Celluloid, right? Oh, okay. Celluloid. Because I always get celluloid and cellulite. Cellulite's Cellulite's fat. fat. Yeah. Cellulose is is a a long chain sugar. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look, it's going to be recorded forever. I am Uh. jealous of Wisconsin and Nebraska. And by the way, we're going to start to find out Minnesota on the teams that they get to play out of conference. The the potential road trips with buddies or family yeah, exactly. that you get to do for some of these teams. Yeah. Iowa doesn't get to do it. Do you think I want to go to Lames every other year? I don't give two shits about going to Lames. I hate going there. Okay, and I will say I enjoy that game. It's 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 okay. a good it's a good matchup. It's it's usually a competitive game. It's usually a fun game to watch, but we don't need to see it every year. So I talked about this with a college football mind. I'll, I'll leave him anonymous at this point. Okay. Not a Iowa or Iowa State fan. And he's a Big Ten fan, but loves all college football. And, and he's like, oh, I love the Iowa State game. And I go, yeah, okay. So I put a little test to him, you know. And I just threw out, like, three other Big Ten versus regional games. And he's like, yeah, no, I would take all three of those games. I would mm. watch all the three of those games over Iowa State. And I go, mm. of course you would. You want to know why? Because this game has been played every other year yeah. since it's 19- just enough. Like we and in last year, that was it. That was the watershed moment for me okay. because Iowa State has garnered all of this momentum. Yep, which they deserved. This is the part where if there's any Iowa State fans listening, which I doubt there are, I believe Iowa fans give Iowa State more credit, by and large, not across the board, on how tough that game is as compared to standard college football fans. They just knock it up as a win. That is a bowl-level team from a Power 5 conference. You don't roll your hats out versus a bowl-level team on a Power 5 conference and just get the win. Right, and there was a time when, in theory... That was the case. That, where it was the case. Yet, at the same time, Iowa State always got up to play that game because they hated Iowa. So it, it was never totally a roll-your-helmet-out-on-the-field game. And by the way, Even no rivalry game is. No. Could we at least get a little bit of credit with that as in... Even if it's a close game, it's a rivalry So here's game. the other thing is Iowa's got plenty of rivals in the conference. They don't oh, need to play another okay. one. You already beat, me to, the, you beat okay. me to the punch here. Thank you for bringing that up that I, so I didn't have to do it myself. I, that's another thing. Oh, by the way, playing Iowa State in a short week going up in Minnesota, fantastic. That's yeah. another scheduling th- thing. So um, it it is a tough game. It is a lose-lose or lose-quasi-lose type of game. The other thing – the watershed moment for me was last year. Iowa State, I had seen them on a lot of different Twitter, you know, like college football centric Twitter, sure, you know, yeah. accounts and, 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 you know, respectable, you know, accounts that, you know, they have journalists and, you know, employees or whatever. A lot of people were picking Iowa State to get to the Big 12 championship. 
You yes. remember that last year? Yeah, I do. I mean, Matt Campbell deserves respect. I absolutely. I don't like him, but I I view him as a good coach. Game day showed up at Iowa State. Yeah, they did. And we beat him. And guess what? Nobody cared. Nobody even noticed. Not really even a ripple. So officially, what I would like it to be is about two games. I would be okay with every four years, but two games every six years would be probably even better. And then mix in Texas A&M. And you know what? Think about how much bigger that, that game would be when you played it then, if you only played it, it twice be. a decade. And it would and bragging rights for two years yeah. would be amazing and hurt so bad for the yes. other. But anything to, to replace it for another P5 team. So how many so times? You don't, see, the funny thing is, is, Iowa State fans are like, oh my God, arrogant Iowa fans. You know, you you should. You're lucky to play us, or what? I mean, that's. But that's not stupid. what it's about. It's not. It's. And by the way, we're. Iowa doesn't get every single recruit in the state, but they get. Eighty percent of the guys they want. This game is not making any difference in the recruiting. No, no. What makes difference in the recruiting for them is total wins and guys they put in the NFL. Yep. And that's not going to change if you mix, if you, you know, trade out Iowa State for a different team. Yep. I want some variety. I'll, I'll even say, as hey. a non-Iowa fan, I would like to see some variety. And, and as a non-Iowa fan, but still my I, – I appreciate – I didn't know where you are going to take. I didn't know what you are going to take. Okay. It's good to hear a non-Iowa fan essentially see the same thing as me. So, all right, we're past the I's. We are going to move on to the M's. Maryland, how would you schedule Illini policy go with a solid three non-conference wins. They're they're below the Illini line, or the Illini. What was what was the Illini policy? The Illini policy. So yeah, I mean it was. So we started. We established the Sparty line. So maybe we should call it the Illini line. Um, I don't know, man. I think I would say Illinois is lower. That they need to set their sights lower than even Maryland. Because Maryland, I disagree with that. I disagree Maryland with traditionally that. has yeah, a fairly I, I, talented team. But right now, currently. Oh, right now at the moment? Oh, boy. Yes. yes. Maryland right now at the moment is definitely yes. not doing as good as Illinois. Right. So if I'm – now, we're not, we're not even convinced Locks knows that spring practice is supposed to be a thing. <laughs> so whether – how committed he is to the schedule, I don't know. But I think we pretty much – my, my uh, uh, explanation I have here on my notes is schedule three wins, period – End of sentence. Yes. With that being said, you want to know who they play coming up? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. West Virginia in 2020 and 21. They play West Virginia next year. Not good. Virginia in 2023. So they are following the Illini policy. To a certain degree. Okay. Va Tech. 2026 and 27. So they're they're staying in the DMV. Yeah, stay in that area. But boy, they're scheduling a lot of lo- losses there, aren't they? Eek. I think you're supposed to schedule W's, not L's. I don't know if I, I would follow the same thing where I get where they're playing these teams in the geographical area, but I would space those out if I could. Yeah. I would I would I maybe mean, every other the, year play the it. toughest team they should play would be like Temple. Which they play, yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, like, like Illinois, you should not be scheduling power five teams, period. Yeah, till you establish yourself. Yeah. Next up, the Michigan Wolverines. What would you do? Yeah, this is an interesting one. So you you definitely have to schedule one good one one power five team, and it's got to be a good one. Okay, so we we are a 
we are definitely above the Illini policy. We're above the we're Sparty above the Sparty line. Poli- yeah. above Sparty the Sparty line, line here. Yeah. So um, Notre Dame is obviously. The- By the way, this isn't the Sparty line is not a knock against. Sparty, I don't mean it no, like that. not it's, at all. I mean, they, because by the way, Iowa is right on is the right Sparty at the Sparty line. Right they the nailed the Sparty line. line. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Michigan, the Notre Dame thing. I don't want to see it every year. It's kind of like the Iowa, uh, Iowa and Iowa State. I love that game. It's That's a, a good point. It's a fun game, but they don't need to play it every year. So play it like every fourth year. I think is a good, a good amount to play. I would be. Or even I, I, would third. be I, would, I would be okay with two every four years. That's too much. I That's think it's too a little too. I think it's a little okay. too much for okay. me. I you want to see more variety. Okay. So what do they got? I agree with you. They should have a perennial top fifteen team mm-hmm. on their schedule, like every a, a, every a bluey, September. Bluey, bloody bluey, type bluey, right on either a blue blood or yep. or just under a, a purple blood, something like the purple. that. Purple. Yep. That's pretty much what they're doing. Okay. Okay. They got Washington next year. By the way. Oh, oh good. God, I'm well, looking forward to that. Yeah, they should be able to. New coach. It's gonna be fun. Okay. So they got Washington in 2020 and 21. Side note here: if if any team doesn't matter who they are, Michigan, Illinois, whoever, if they're playing uh, uh, Ball State and UCF, or I guess, anyways, you know, a, a Sun Belt team. I'm okay. not listing any of these teams off, right? I mean, that, that goes without saying. The only thing I'm listing off is. Interesting one. Correct. The other two games we are assuming are Patsies. Because you do need some tune up. You, you, you want to, you do need tune up. You this wanna, goes for everybody. You want to get your depth some reps. You right. you want to try a few things out. So so if if for some reason you're like, well, who else do they play in 2020? They 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 play two Patsies that we're not right. going to list here because we've Correct. already talked for an hour. Okay. So Washington in 2020 and 21, uh, 2022 and 23, nobody. Nobody really. They're 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 on the the Illini policy. policy. No kidding. Yeah, they are going to get dragged. Oh yeah. For that. Two thousand twenty four and twenty seven. They play Texas. Oh, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two thousand twenty five and twenty six. In between those Texas teams, Oklahoma. Oh, we got some good ones coming up. All right, with I, the Wolverines. I can't think of them ever playing Oklahoma. I wonder if that's the first time matchup. I, I mean, Michigan, Texas, and other than bowl games, I mean, just I the know. one bowl game, yeah. right? Didn't they just play the one time? That's pretty good stuff, right? Yeah. So I like it. As Michigan is getting dragged, and they are going to get dragged in 2022 and 23. They tried. To, my guess is they probably did try to set up something and either it, didn't it, did, it didn't happen because they obviously the way, got great teams after that. By the way, apparently this is not a real easy thing to do as an athletic director. <laughs> I, I you know, would think it would be tough. Yeah, which is why I would think they would want to get to just eight conference games instead of dealing with that five and four home and away thing yeah. crap. And again, if you go back to every team's forced to play two power five teams, mm-hmm. you're you're going to get. Takers yes. on the schedule. Yeah, right. Okay, we're at the Sparty line. Michigan State. So we've pretty much established it, right? So it's just like Iowa. Um, you know, play two Patsies, play one solid Power 5 team. Not, there you go. Maybe not a Blue Blood, not a Patsy, but you want it to be competitive, right? It, it should be a intriguing game, uh, a team that m- maybe not is consistently flirting with a college football playoff, but they're – they're always in around the top twenty-five, that type of game. Yeah, team, right? Like, okay. yeah, Agreed. that's great. That is the Sparty line right there. So, who do they got coming up? It's it's good. 
It's pretty good, I think. 2020, okay. 2021, Miami Hurricanes. Now, oh, okay. I know, I know they're down. I know, but this schedule was probably made out three, four years ago. You never Boy. expect, even right now, I still think Miami could be good. Maybe not next year, but the year after. I mean, they could be good, really, as soon as point. they as soon as they get a good coach, <laughs> right? As soon as they make a commitment to right. be a good football Correct. team, correct? So, so if Michigan, point I'm trying to make is. If Miami is bad next year, that's not Michigan State's fault. No. They they scheduled not. Miami. You expect them to be good. So this one's interesting. This team's not like the others that I have listed, but in 2022 and 23, Boise State. Oh, okay. I don't know how I would feel about that if I was a Sparty fan. I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't no, because you don't want to lose to Boise State. That's not going to be fun. I think you'll get a little bit of credit if you beat them, if they wind up. A little bit. If they keep being who they are. Yeah. But in the end, I don't know. Uh, 2024 and 25 Boston College. Okay, yeah, that's fine. A little bit lower than maybe we'd like to see, but but you're probably gonna pick up W's there. Yep, and who and knows? Get Boston, some respect. Boston College could be a consistent eight and fourteen by then, right? Yeah. So that's a thing. And then 2026 and 27. Happy to see this come back. Notre Dame. Mm. That's good. Those were always good games. Michigan State Notre Dame is love those. Is I am woven into the fabric of my childhood. I'd be happy with Michigan State playing Notre Dame as often as Michigan plays them. Like kind of mixing it up. How yeah. about this? Hey, how about this? How about two years Notre Dame Michigan State? Two years Notre Dame Michigan. Two years Notre Dame Purdue. Oh yes. Recycle back through. But we just solved a huge problem in, in college. That's what dumb. else do you need put, us to do here? We put that baby to bed. We're going to do it. All right. Next up. This is kind of interesting. One. I'm going to curious to see what you come out with. The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Okay. So deep thought, deep sigh. I know. I have to think about this one because obviously right now they're at a place where they can schedule a solid. I wouldn't go blue blood, but schedule like basically do the Sparty line. So they're on the Sparty line right now. Okay. But historically, I think what they want to do is schedule three wins. They're not quite. They're okay. not at the Illini line. They're kind of in between. Those you two. are right where I, I think they are in between the Sparty line and the Illini. They've kind of got their own line. They kind of got, got a gopher line. line a little bit. They kind of got a gopher line. I, But I think they're closer to the Sparty line. That's fair to say. And, yes. and and if you think we're besmirching you, Gopher fans, really think about this. Like when the schedule, when you look at the schedule, and you want to see wins on the schedule, how cocky are you with this on who you want to schedule? Like think about it. This yeah. isn't this isn't as easy as just we want to play the big boys. Like now they just played a big boy out of conference in a bowl game, and they 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 bitch them. them. So. Yep. I get where the confidence would can be, but this is still a little bit of a developmental program. It to is. Me. It is. And, and what we're talking about yet. is you aren't as developed in September as you are in other parts. I mean, look at schedule. Let's say they played a, a solid power five team this last season out of conference. They probably would have lost it because they were not the same team early in the year that they were later in the year. I don't think that's crazy talk. No. Is it? So, but with that being said, they should schedule two and a half wins. Something yes, like that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I was shocked. Shocked, sir, at this. Okay, Do you have let's any see. idea who Minnesota is coming up? I don't. Coming up? No. Uh -uh. I don't think. Shocked, sir. 2020. Okay. They got this BYU year. next year. That's BYU, kind of. Okay. That's, they're, they're quasi. They're quasi. Yeah. Okay. They're, you might as well call them power five. Okay. Um, they have them in 20, 2000, next year in 2025. Okay. Okay. 2021 and 22. Colorado. Ooh, I like that. I love that game. I predict a 
lot of gophers traveling out to Absolutely, Colorado yeah. for that away game. Boy, I, if, if there's any stadium I want to go to outside the Big Ten, yeah. it's it's Folsom Field. Yeah. It looks freaking beautiful, doesn't it? My brother got a pick in that stadium. Did he really? Yes, he did. Nice. I think it was his first career pick. Who's the uh, QB on Colorado? Do you remember? Oh, so oh, sorry, my, bro. Darian Hagen? Know. Was it Hagen? I do not know. It or was, was it 1992? Oh, 92. So been after Hagen, Hagen was gone by then. I I do not know. It wasn't quite Detmer, was it? Don't believe. Ooh, don't, was it, it Detmer? It might have been. Okay, it might have been. That's a. If that's what it is, that's a good pull. So okay, Colorado in 2021 and 22. Nice trip, right? Great yeah. place to go. So you kind of go out west. Hey, how about? North Carolina, mm. 2023 and 24. Yeah. I think, One trip out to the, so to the, the Carolinas. I think. How th- great is that to look forward to if you're a Gopher fan? I think that's a good one to schedule, North Carolina, because they're, you know, kind of a solid team. not Never great, never bad. And Colorado, okay, they're not doing great right now, but I still think that's a good schedule. I, I agree across the board. So my guess is. This is a little bit higher than you thought Minnesota should go, but you're excited. But I like it. Now, of course. Well, I don't know that it's yeah, maybe a little bit higher. Like, but they're you, doing you, good here. I mean, Colorado's struggling right now. I don't think Colorado's <laughs> right. going to be. I still don't think Colorado's going to be that good in 2021 no. and 22. No, they're not. So you're that's, good, win those that's good on Minnesota. That's yes. about perfect. Now, North Carolina seems to be on the up and coming. It but, seems you know, like we'll it, see yeah. where, they're, where they're at at that point. Okay, one more. You ready? <laughs> yeah. This is maybe the craziest out of all three. Mississippi State, 2026 and 27. See, now that is unusual. About, another thing about this, this is another thing. I, I'm Maybe Minnesota's is the most interesting. Pac-12, ACC, yeah, they've, they're, SEC. They're going around the, taking a around tour. the country. Taking a tour. That's good. I like that because, okay, let's go back to the Illini. One of the things I hate about their non-conference historically, they, they'll play a Power Five. It's almost always a Pac-12 team. It's like they, they've gone through the whole Pac-12. It's like they're trying to play a Rose Bowl. If we're not going to the Rose Bowl, we'll have our own Rose Bowl preseason, baby. So they they are going Pac-12, but, but I like they're, they're, doing, they're doing some variety, though. They, I like they, it. I like it. But how many times do we see an SEC team and a Big Ten team playing out of conference? It's, it's I mean, Wisconsin played Bama, right? Northwestern Vanderbilt. Okay. Yep, that's right. Not often. Purdue played Vanderbilt. Yep. But it doesn't, Vanderbilt. it doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't and, and I'll be right honest now. with you. I got a little lazy with this. I am. I'm making assumptions here that these are home and homes. And I think for the most part they are. Okay. There's only one of them that I know is, is not. And okay. we'll talk about that, but I hope these are home and homes because well, yeah. that's how they, I don't, I am not like, I don't hate the neutral site games. No, but it's just not. It's not college football. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on from Minnesota, Nebraska. Where are they at? So I, this is another Sparty team to me. Sparty line. Another Sparty. Yep. Sparty you want to schedule a solid Power 5 team, two patsies. You don't want to schedule an Alabama. You don't want to schedule, like, I don't know, when they're right, a USC or something like that. But you want to schedule that the, the next tier of teams. Well, they're kind of dancing around. Are they? What you just so I agree with you. They're right on the Sparty line. Um, I would say maybe they could shoot higher. A a, bit you could probably off. shoot a little bit higher than Sparty. You're Nebraska, right? But you're but you're in that in that that area. Okay, uh, you're in the ballpark. So next year, they are below the Sparty line as far as scheduling. But as we talked about before. I don't I don't like the Cincinnati game. I'm pretty no. sure right now, if you were a Nebraska fan, you would 
take out that Cincinnati game for a a, a power five team that's pretty good. Yes. Right? You would absolutely swap it out for that. Because it would that's better. It looks it's better. okay if you lose that game. It's not okay if you lose to Cincinnati. So um and then they got two other what should be very winnable games um uh for the other two teams. So then moving forward. Some of these I'm assuming you kind of know about, but Oklahoma, 2021 and 20. That's gonna be cool. I mean, that is as old of a rivalry with history as is in college football. It's good to see that back. And if Nebraska is is right by then, I mean, it's just going to be a great game. If if they can be right by yeah. then, yeah, that would be good. Um, so obviously Oklahoma, like you said, I wouldn't be scheduling Alabama. Pretty yeah, close. It's kind of close. It's kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't see Lincoln but, Riley taking a big step back. But also, there's so much history there. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So you, I think and, it, I, I love it. I love to see that. What's interesting is um, Scott Frost went on record as saying he would love to get back to playing. Big 12 teams, yeah. Big 8 teams, yep. or whatever. One that's thrown out there, this is a side note, but but a Nebraska fan said they would love to play Iowa State. Hmm. You're not playing Iowa State. Iowa State's not going to play Iowa and no. Nebraska. Nope. They would then be playing 11 Power 5 teams. Not going to happen. Another positive that could come out if Iowa shit cans the Iowa State game, maybe we do get there you Iowa go. State and Nebraska. Maybe. And an Iowa State Nebraska game to me would be one of the most intriguing games. Like I don't even know where Iowa fans would land on that. You know which ones I loved? Thinking back to like the old Big Eight, I loved when Kansas State started really becoming Kansas State, like early mid ninety three, four five ish. Yeah, when Snyder got when him. they would play Nebraska, those guys they were they would go after each other. Sure. They, I mean, it was like a, it was a manufactured a regulated fight that, yep. is what it essentially <laughs> was. Much was. All right. So continuing on with Nebraska, uh, Colorado back in 23 and 24. Okay. So a little bit of a break and then back at them. This one's crazy. Did you know about this one? I did not until I looked up to it. Tennessee, 2026 Ooh, and 27. That'll be fun. So another SEC Big Ten thing. So if this is still a thing then. When Tennessee and Nebraska play, is it just Spider-Man memes pointing at each other the whole time? <laughs> it's because they're okay. I got you. So, so like former, like you know, blue blood kind of. I've heard that from Nebraska perch. fans. I, I I took a that was trying a to get quasi back. jab there, but I've heard this from Nebraska fans, so I went with it. Uh, then they go back and play Oklahoma again in 2029 and 30. Okay. So that is that's some good scheduling. It's pretty it's pretty lofty scheduling. I you know who knows what Tennessee is going to be like, but I like it. I think overall yeah. I give them the they got up. they got gaps in 2025 and 28. Okay, where they're not playing power five teams. Well, hopefully but not overall, but overall, pretty good. Yeah, I give thumbs up. Good good good, good job scheduling. Northwestern. All right. Okay. I think. They're, they should be subscribing to the lineup policy still. Damn right. Okay. Because that's, you know, that's how they got where they're at. They they basically made it as easy as possible to get to a bowl game. And I'm not criticizing. That's what they should be doing. And that's what Illinois should be doing. Schedule three wins. And, I mean, you could say, well, look at how successful they've been. Maybe they should start scheduling like a mid-tier power five. Nope. Just schedule wins. Schedule wins, baby. Agree. And... Maybe we are overreacting a little too much on this podcast on Northwestern moving forward based solely off of 2019. I'm not even thinking about 2019. Okay. okay. Like, don't schedule. It should just be that way. Anyway. Stop scheduling Duke. Stop scheduling Vanderbilt. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> right. Just okay. schedule three wins. 
Coming up in 2021, 22, 23, and 24. Duke. Okay. Wow. Duke Duke is Duke. (laughs) They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver. (laughs) You don't even know what that is. That was was an old ACC coach when they – he it was basketball coach. Okay. And they asked him about, you know, how do you feel about, you know, Duke getting so much publicity? Yeah. He's like, Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver. Oh, my God. Back you don't the, remember the coach? I do not remember. That's pretty good. Coach. I like that. Um, and then. Sounds like a Jack Kennedy impression. <laughs> I think that was my Jack Kennedy impression. Uh, yeah. Colorado in 2026 and 27. Northwestern's gone Colorado? Colorado is taking a Big a Ten West little jaunt. Yes, they are. We got a theme here. Duke, multiple trips yeah. into the Big Ten. That's right. Colorado, Oklahoma. Different, two different Big Aren't Ten teams. Aren't there like 65 Power 5 teams? <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. No, it doesn't seem like When you start looking at the schedule. The Ohio State. What should they be at? N Ohio State University needs to schedule one premier non-conference game every year. Premier. A premier one. Yes. An Oklahoma. If a like, which NFL done. team is not available, Correct. then you take a step back Correct. to a premier team. You need to be scheduling the 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 elite teams and and circle the, the the country go to all the 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 other four you're all say you can recruit anywhere so schedule- if there was recruits in on mars you could pull them you from could. Ohio State. Yeah, I, and they I, should they, be on your schedule. They, well, they've got a recruiter that covers Mars. Yeah, I'm I, sure I they, they do. do. Yeah. Um, but like Oregon, go ahead, schedule Oregon. When USC is right, schedule USC. Schedule in Alabama. Schedule Clemson non-conference. So Florida State. I, I mean, when I, right. But but they also are perfectly fine with the other two being patsies. You have to have. I think everybody should have two patsies. Ohio State gets dragged by non-Ohio State fans for their schedule, which is. Stupid. Okay. No, they've always gone out and and that's and okay. That is what I'm saying. Like, TCU. What does Ohio State have to do schedule wise to get respect from douchey SEC fans? No, they, they they schedule like a mofo. They do. They do. You you have to give them credit for that. And you can't knock them for having two patsies. I mean, no. everyone plays. Like, at what least. are they supposed to do? Play twelve Power Five teams? I know. That's just stupid. Yeah. Okay. They're pretty much doing that. They play Oregon in oh, 2020 and 20. Was the first one you, you I didn't mentioned. know that. When I you didn't, said it. Shut up. I didn't know that. No, they go out to Outson. I mean, year. I probably read it at some point, but no, I didn't. I'm remember almost that. positive it's the opening weekend. They go to the Outson. Okay, so that is going to be incredible. So 2020 and 21 Oregon, 2022 23 Notre Dame, which is no. Not, they have not played Notre Dame in forever, which is not a the. Typical Notre Dame Big Ten. Well, they fair. played them in a bowl game, but correct. The I remember. How cool is that? Playing regular season like 1992, maybe something right. like that. Right. Yeah. How cool is that? That's awesome. I love it. Washington, 2024 okay. and 25. Washington taking another knock yeah. up into the Big Ten East. Uh, then they play Texas in 2025, okay. which they've done before, but in 2026. I like it. Okay. okay. I mean. Great, great dude, job. Dude, awesome. They're, they're doing great. Special schedule side note. Okay. Okay. This, this is really thrown out there. We don't have to talk about this a lot. Check out, because there's a redundancy here that I just said. Check out Ohio State's 2025 September schedule. Okay. Ready? That's it. Texas. Okay. Washington. Oh. At Indiana. At Iowa. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God. That's their September 
Do you know who their their other non conference game is? I, I didn't. I, Damn. <laughs> that's that's the brutal. hardest September game. If, if Indiana is still and Iowa are still humming along at that time, so, or I mean, all four of those teams. But you would assume that's insane. I just so, bl- it take a note. Ohio State not winning the twenty twenty five national championship. Well, <laughs> or maybe they will. Okay, Penn State. Uh, so th- this is basically like Ohio State. Okay, almost. it's Ohio State light. It is. It is barely Ohio State light. Barely. It is like removing three calories. Well, okay, so it's like... Um, you expect Penn State to play a big one. You remember Michelob? Oh, the regular Michelob. Michelob. Well, no, okay. Hey, we could do a pot... Oh, dude, the regular Michelob. It was great, but hold on. Let, stick with me here. The paper top. Oh. Did you know that the Michelob light only had like 20 less calories? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's their Michelob light. Ohio State's Michelob. That's hilarious. Or as my uh, uncle says, Michelob. Michelob. Yes. Oh, there's a Bring Michelob Back website. I mean, that is, I would, be, I would drink it. Oh my God. It and was not, so not, good. Not, 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 not all the time, but occasionally I'd say, like, God, I have I a Michelob. Beer. Um, okay. Penn State. Yes, very much so. I'd like to have a special note here. Okay. Okay. Special note Pittsburgh, Penn State. Okay. Iowa State. Similar, Iowa. right? It is the only instance that I can think of of two fan bases that hate each other are in the same state, but don't want to play each in other. the same are in the same conference, but and don't want to play each other. Correct. Why would Pitt? Why would Penn State play Pitt? I what mean, do uh, they get out of playing Pitt? So again, I do think it's a game I want to see. Answer but my not, question, sir. What do they get out of playing Pitt? Beating their hated rival. What credit did that get in the last two years? I just it's personal a satisfaction. A rain-soaked no. game two years ago. It didn't where, give... where they trounced them, right. and then last year where they played flat and yeah. only beat them by a touchdown. It hurt them last. Penn year. State got dragged. Yeah. For those wins. Sure. Why would you play Pitt if you were Penn State? Again, to kick their ass. But we don't need to see it every year. But even when they kick their ass, what gets accomplished out of that? You just feel good. The the sun's they do. a little brighter. I'm not, not going to say that. The, Mi- the Michelob tastes better after you beat them. <laughs> I'm not going to say Penn State fans didn't enjoy those games, but w- risk-reward. It's just not there. No, it's not. Okay. So Penn State, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Okay. This Let's isn't – This isn't. I-, I think even Penn State fans would say maybe a notch above they would enjoy. Okay. They got uh, – they kind of skip around, but they got Vatek – 2020 and 25. That's solid. I mean, Vitek is like a like great, yeah. you know, great traditional program, sure. so that's good. Auburn, Ooh. 2021 and 2022. Wow, Auburn is actually – are they? I wonder if they're going to stay. I college. don't know. I should have looked that up. I'm sorry, Penn State fans. I don't know that. Because I don't – if it's a home and a home, that's incredible. Two, but so even two if great it's venues. neutral, even if it's neutral, like if they play it – Heinz Field or where the hell would Auburn play? I don't know, but Georgia or something like that. You know, the, the, playing Beham, I suppose. Play at the Iron Bowl. So that's that. Either way, you're playing Auburn, right? That's going to be awesome. But I would, I sure hope that's home and home. I hope it's home. That's going to be great. We should know. Can that. Can you but. imagine the uh, 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 state college with Auburn coming to town like September game? Fights. Hopefully, night game Just fights. Oh, it's it'd be awesome. I mean, I've been brought into. We're going to do a different podcast, by the way. Make a note. Actual beefs that every program the Big Ten has. And, they, and they're and they right to have them. Like, there are, like, being a part of this podcast now, there are things that annoy fan bases. And they're real. They're not just completely made right. up by every fan base. 
Penn State fans have to like defend their program as if they're not as like they should be on the terms of teams in the SEC like freaking Auburn and South Carolina and crap like that. I have seen fights where SEC fans are like, yeah, but you're Penn State. Who do you have that's talented? And Penn State fans oh my are God. like, what are you? <laughs> but I see it all the time. It's ridiculous. Wow. Penn State is probably right now in the top five for talented rosters. I mean, it's Def- up there. I mean, they're, they're, that's the level they're recruiting at right, right. now. Yeah. And anyways, these type of games to play Auburn, amazing. It's going to be great. Uh, and then West Virginia, 2023, <laughs> nah. 24. That's... Nah. They were they were doing so good <clears throat> they there, kind of peter. But out. you don't but you don't know. They could have tried to schedule. We don't know a Texas. Uh, we don't know USC. Yep. That'd be that'd be pretty good. USC, right Texas A and M, Florida. You know more SEC. That would be stuff I'd like to see. But that's still that's pretty good by Penn State. But right? you're not going to get Florida leave the state. No, no they do, is that is that like in legislation down in Florida? How does that work? I mean, isn't it like 19? 19- it's late 80s it's or something like that yeah. since they've left. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're almost there. Purdue. Uh, another line I line here. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you don't think so? Like, if we're at I the. I think there's solidly. I mean, if there's anyone who's most like Illinois, I think it's Purdue. All the all that objects you hear getting thrown right yeah. now are, are Purdue fans. Come at throw- me, bro. Come at me. Um, no, it's the, look at them historically. Okay. I mean,. I don't know. Historically, their schedule recently has been oh my god, stupid, way too stupid. good. Stupid. They're scheduling way too difficult lately. <laughs> lately, dumb and dumb, dumb and dumber. Dumb this and dumber. Is, this is Lloyd Christmas and and shit, what's, what's the, the other guy's name? Uh, Harry. Harry. But Dunn. I don't, Harry Dunn. Harry Dunn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what their scheduling has been. Lately. We're really doing it, Harry. <laughs> um. I just had like 14 different uh, sound bites go through my head for that movie. Can't do that. Um, they've, they've been ridiculous. I have that they should be encroaching the Sparty line. That's what I have down for Purdue. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. But here's I mean, the deal. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. They, they, they are dumb. They, they get dumber. Oh no. Or stay dumb. By the way, there's a compliment in there towards Purdue. What they're doing is commendable it is incredible what they're scheduling oh yeah i just I don't mean, think I they give should them credit do it. for doing it okay I just, I just don't think it's very smart boston college yeah, in fine. 2020 Good. right I, I like that okay I like that. that's okay 2021 notre dame and oregon state what all right we, we got to have a talk with the ad there 2022 syracuse yeah okay fine 2023 virginia tech and syracuse <sighs> What the bleep? 2024, Notre Dame and Oregon State. So, again, I give them credit, but this 2025, is... 2025, Notre Dame. 2026, Wake Forest and Notre Dame. Wow. <laughs> I mean, at least it's Wake Forest. That's amazing. That is shocking. Right there. What I just said, sir. Shocking. I mean, they're basically... that's They're gonna they're making themselves have the hardest schedule in the Big Ten. They in the country, playing, almost. It, they're playing. If it now some of these, well, only only 2026 has passed the 2025 threshold. Yeah, they play. But assuming we play nine conference games and then 2026, they are playing. I my off the top of my head, four different times counting last year, where they play 11 Power Five teams. It's not smart. I mean, where's your team down too? Is 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 Jeff Brom like Tom wanting this? 
Do you think it's Jeff Brown like Tom? Is he? I don't think so. He's, he's, I mean, I guess the, you know who's he, a big fan of Jeff Brown like Tom himself. Jeff Brown like Tom. Yeah, and I I think he so thinks. I mean, they do have input, right? That I would think so. I mean, you know, Notre Dame. Obviously, you knock off Notre Dame, you're picking up recruits. Yeah. Now I don't know how much they want to go out to Oregon. You know, play in Oregon State. I'm just talking recruits. Wake Forest See, isn't like, Wake, but Wake Forest isn't a recruiting hotbed. Yeah, true. So. He's but going the, after it, man. You know, we we always talk about going this to those. This whole Purdue thing is a feast or famine to me, man. Like the whole experiment? Moving forward. It just feels. So it's Oregon State. But you got to make that know. West. They've you, been good But you got to make that West Coast trip that we always talk right. about. That's not easy. I was waiting to, I was waiting to see how you'd think about wow. that. Nuts. Way, way to go, Bram like Tom. Two teams left. Rutgers. Oh, the, 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 I mean, they might. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might have their own line, but they're in the Illini. They policy. have their own line. They're well, schedule three wins. That's the Illini policy. They're they're in the Illini policy room. But their three wins should be FCS, okay. Liberty, and I'm there, still putting them in the the Illini. I'm room. putting them below. You're being modest. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. 2020. Next year, Greg Shianos. If you if you got a Rutgers magnet, put that Rutgers magnet on your bumper. It's on my bumper right now, Greg. 2020, they got both Syracuse and Temple next year. That's not No, that's not easy. That's not ideal. No, you don't right? want that. It's yeah. that's bad scheduling. 2021 and 22, they have Boston College and Temple. Not good. 2023 and 24, Vatek. Not good. Not good. No, we're any we should be scheduling schools that don't have states in their name. You, you know, know, they made, they said Shiano wouldn't take the job unless there was a commitment to, to facilities. Maybe it was more, that was a facade. Maybe it was more like, I'm not taking this job unless you quit scheduling all these tough Could be. games. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech, the word Virginia's in there. Throw them out. You want like <laughs> Old Dominion. That's what we want. And like you had mentioned Liberty. Like, yeah. There shouldn't be a state the highest anywhere they near should be the name. punching is Temple. Absolutely. Yes. Correct. And even that's kind of a stretch. That is stretch. I mean, you really bit. should be scheduling by, like G5, but not even the good G5. No. You want the bad ones. Yeah. You're like, what, sir, is the worst team in the SWAC? That's who we will be taking. That's our, that's our guy right there. Whew. All right. Last team. We're almost there, folks. Thanks for sticking with us. The Wisconsin Fetchers. Okay, so they're definitely that Sparty territory, but I would say you could err a little higher. Like, oh, they're, they're so I would say they're very they're similar right. to like Nebraska, where you can schedule a solid to almost blue blood, like purpley. Yeah, I would say they're a notch above Nebraska. Maybe a notch. You would maybe a little notch to yeah. schedule. Um, Encroaching on encroaching on Michigan, Michigan, Penn State. Yes, correct. Not correct. not Penn State, but Michigan. They're right. They're right around Michigan. Ooh, little yep. Quick shots shade. fired. Shade. You just oh yes. Me. You're not one to shy away from shading on Michigan. We've, oh, I love we've it. Had that established on this podcast. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin. They're doing what we're saying. 2020 and 21. Notre Dame. Awesome. Now those one are. And this is cool. One's Lambo, Lambo and Soldier. Soldier. Okay. So that's cool. Or as we call it, soldiers, my friend. Field. Uh, this is pretty good, you know. Washington State, two thousand twenty-two. Solid, yeah. Okay, solid. Good. good. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. What, what? 
Alabama. Two thousand twenty four. They played them once. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. People forget that. I mean that Wisconsin played Alabama. And do you remember they didn't even have a quarterback? Like they didn't even feel the quarterback that day, and they still hung with them. They hung with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pitt. 2026 and 27. But I mean they're kind of going tough. And yeah, then that's true. Tough. And then Which back. I'm okay with that. I yep. think I think that's a good strategy. And then UCLA 2029 and 30. We don't know how that's going to be. Who knows what UCLA. In, in all be. honesty, like it's kind of they're kind of at the Sparty line except for Bama. Bama. I mean yeah. that really just puts it out there. They really are. They're basically at Sparty. Yeah. Which is where they should be. Yeah, I think I think they're doing exactly what they should be. So I'm I put them into categories here. Okay, All I've right. got, and you had a couple disagreements oh, look with at this. me. You, you kept a little tally marks. I kept a little tally. So we've got the Illini room okay. with six members. Okay. Okay. Sparty, we've got four members. Okay. The we'll just call it the Ohio State room. Three members. Okay. And then off by themselves is the Gopher. You got room. the Gopher room. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. That's interesting. By sitting there just by themselves. How, just how PJ likes it. Sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, little little bit your own. You're you're marching to the beat of your own drummer. Maybe how the other coaches like it too. I don't know. <laughs> well, folks. Well, hold on. I got I got one thing. Okay. So we're done, right? We're done with the. Yes. Okay. We are. So one little tidbit here. Um, well, can I just say this? Yeah. Go ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, I don't I know think that any of long. us enjoyed it as much as you did. <laughs> I know that was long. I apologize. It was a little long. But. I, I, that's, you probably broke that up into four different commutes, but we appreciate you listening if you stuck around the whole time. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So one last thing. Um, decided, uh, was debating if, if I was going to say this or not, but we have this platform, so I'm going to use it. Okay. So Wednesday this week, my best friend, little Jerry Seinfeld, passed. He did. So... It's my dog. I've had him for 13 years. Dude, I did I, I did not know. Yeah, I wanted to kind of just make it organic and say on the, like, oh. have you find out on the air. So took him. He was having a bad day. He had a few bad days in a row. So I took him in at about 530 Wednesday night. So we're recording on a Friday. So it's been two days almost. It's been tough, but. <sighs> Sorry, man. Did not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that uh, when I, I, I've been friends with you long enough to know. The little Jerry Seinfeld that was the real Larry, yeah. little Jerry Seinfeld. Good dog. Running around. Good dog. Happy. Yep. A lot of energy. But not a pain in the ass. No, he's never a pain. I mean, he, he was, but not. He, he was great with people. Just that's what I'm freaking saying. Freaking that's, that's That's what I meant. Yeah. Last couple of times I saw him, he's in a better place. I know that's. He is. That's, but it no, was, he is. It was um, time to go. So. It, I woke up Wednesday morning. I looked at him and kind of had this look in his face that he kind of told me it was time. Okay. So. Yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know. Thanks to yep. Lil Jerry. Cheers okay. to Lil Jerry. Miss you, buddy. Love you. R.I.P. L.J.S. All right. Anything else? No, that's it, man. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Okay. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kirk. Thanks so much for listening to the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.